0: You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey guys, if you're looking to take your investing, business, life, or just yourself to the next level, then I have something for you. The War Room Real Estate Military Mastermind Group is a mastermind group that meets weekly in small groups of five to six people to help you hold yourself accountable and really experience that growth. But we also have a monthly guest speaker that we bring in, and we've had guest speakers that talk about mindfulness, taxes, we're bringing in somebody to talk about marketing. We bring in very specific topics that will adhere to very broad, any any kind of real estate investing or investing or entrepreneurship that you want to do and will really help you out. And we let you ask these speakers questions and get very personal with them. And then back to the small groups, weekly accountability for what you're trying to achieve and just being surrounded by like-minded people. And they say your network is your net worth. I know that's an overused phrase, but I recommend that you check it out. So just shoot an email to wrmastermind at gmail.com. Once again, that's wrmastermind at gmail.com. And we'll send you some more information. What's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Bray. And I am here with Johnny Lynam, who is a Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Air Force, still active duty, which is Always fun for me to get active duty fellows and, and ladies on the podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about his journey through real estate investing. And so Johnny's done some house flips, some wholesaling. Uh, he's, done, he, he's got 26 units right now, including most recently a syndication project, which is cool, uh, especially because it was with other people that I know. So that's even cooler. And uh, yeah, so we're going to walk through this and have some fun. So Johnny, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, David. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself
1: yeah so as you mentioned uh been in the air force now almost 15 years uh started in real estate all the way back in 2006 when i bought my first home in warner robins georgia um but yeah leading up to that was born in detroit michigan stayed there for about eight years and then relocated with my parents to uh alabama i call it la lower alabama um down in the sticks but uh <laughs> but no i we i grew up there in alabama uh, graduated high school uniquely enough i actually had a uh four-year Army ROTC scholarship out of high school and did the interview. And my dad, who's a Vietnam vet, told me, he's like, hey, you know, you probably should go and talk to the Air Force guys too while you're on campus. And uh, so I did. They didn't promise me a scholarship, a start school, but they told me if I came in and did good one semester, then they would set me up my second semester. So I took them for their word and the rest is history. Uh, Ended up graduating ROTC, University of Alabama, commission, electric engineering background, Um, But now primarily a uh, developmental engineer doing program management, project management, uh, which kind of helped with the real estate stuff. But that's kind of my story. And then from there, you know, just using my VA loan in 06, you know, bought a little house for 65K there in Warner Robins, Georgia. uh, PCS and then took it and uh, brought on a property management company and kind of turned it to my first rental in which uh, I've always been interested in real estate. You know, you can ask my wife, and she'll tell you how she, when we were dating, she would come down on the weekend, and we're going up to Macon to a event, and uh, we actually had William Tingle for those that follow, like Subject Two. He's like wow. the Subject Two King, and he was the base there out of Macon. So we always kind of been interested in real estate, and uh, it just kind of evolved with relocating to the Newport News area, finding a foreclosure, buying a the house there, doing the same thing in Northern Virginia when um, We relocated there in 2013 and found a HUD foreclosure that we purchased. And uh, during that time frame, I was working at a federal agency there outside the D.C. area and um, just managing a, over a $1 billion contract, you know, negotiating $100 million contract extensions and things like that. And I was like, wow, you know, I just negotiated this, say, to government over $10 million. It's like my paycheck's the same. <laughs> it, got me, it got me thinking, man. It was like, OK, I got to. I'm like, I can you know, I can do this myself. We had a couple of rentals. We had a, a couple of Section 8 houses in Birmingham, Alabama, where my wife was from. And I was like, we're going to do a flip. We're going we're gonna to do a project. You know, I can manage the project. And we found the opportunity, got a Bank of America foreclosure, bought it off the auction website. It was crazy. Uh, first time using hard money. First time doing a major project. We ended up spending like over 70000 um on the project. I was managing. I had to hire all my subs between Craigslist, uh, you know, some of the houses, put in a project on some of the apps, and they gave you some uh, local contractors to help. But it actually, it gave, we didn't make a ton of money. I think we ended up making like 15k on that deal. But it, we had mold abatement. We had a pool. Uh, we built a kitchen from scratch, bathrooms. And I really had a great GC who was an architect, um, Nalu, and she, she just helped me through the whole process with teaching me along the way. And I still use all those experiences to this day. Uh, with what we're doing now in the Panama City area after we relocated and uh, just living through Hurricane Michael, an opportunity that we ended up getting presented here uh, with just having a lot of dilapidated houses and people just looking to sell for cash and, and be done with it. And uh, yeah, last year was our best year and it kind of just took off and grew up and took a life of its own.
0: That's awesome. Um, and I mean, you might have only made 15K, but uh, it sounds like quite the intense renovation for a first flip. So glad you just broke even i mean i lost money on my first solo flip so <laughs> i think that's uh, i'd chalk that up as a win for sure
1: and it's funny man you know looking back on it the hard money lender made more, more money than i did that's funny <laughs> it was, yeah it was interesting because the way that the contract it, it wasn't a simple interest he had a flat 10% fee uh so if it took a year to sell or if it took one month he got his he got his 10% and so with the purchase price and everything he ended up getting like 23k uh, off the top, and we we bought the house in June time frame we sold in October, and yeah. uh, so we held a little bit less than six months and uh, but it all it all worked out. It was a learning experience to you know to get in on that to get it done, and then we took it and we went and did four flips over the next two years in Birmingham That's and awesome. uh, yeah, a whole lot less. You could buy a house for forty five thousand <laughs> yeah. versus two hundred getting in for two hundred and thirty thousand, so it uh it made Good. sense.
0: But it was that's cool so yeah i had some friends who invest in birmingham so uh, it's not a it's not a bad market but yeah it's just like uh it's just kind of like missouri right it's affordable people hear the real estate prices it's like when i post something and i post an example of like a hundred thousand dollar duplex and people are like nah, there's no way I'm Like, well, <laughs> actually i own two that were cheaper than that um and they cash flow more than this so it is there is a way but then i live in you know i live in san diego right now and i see why people get upset But i'm like the math is still the same it's just Multiplied or divided by a few times. Yep. <laughs> so it just, that's funny. All right. So, so you've been doing this a little bit here and there uh, since 2006. Prior to the one you just recently did, the bigger one, what was your favorite deal and why?
1: Favorite deal? Um, I think it, it'll be our duplex because we literally took the almost the entire roof off the place. And so we go like, look on my YouTube video. I literally could walk in the door and then I'm looking up and all I see is the, uh, the Raptors, looking up through the ceiling where it was totally taken off. And uh, we originally, we, were, we knew we had to replace the roof. We didn't know to what extent we had to replace the roof with how much of the bad decking, how much decking was bad that we had. And then going through and having to take up the tile floors because then we had some areas that were, where it was popping up. And uh, yeah, and it just took a life of its own. I think for those for both sides, I think we hung over two hundred sheets of sheetrock, and uh, it was just intense. And so that was like the most major project that we've done. And Proudest for me from that from that simple perspective, where's that uh, the level of work that was like I traditionally my niche. I wanted us to kind of go in with low risk approach, so no wood wood floors, you know, just concrete slabs towards the foundation. Um, you know, um, no major damage and you know just cosmetic stuff Come in paint floors kitchens. you know even maybe a lot of them we can keep the cabinets new countertops and put it on the market and you know this one kind of uh broke us out of that that mold but we had a great contractor crew that did a great job and um, it gave us a lot of experience and uh, spent a lot but it worked out it was great deal
0: yeah that's awesome I, i i'm a fan of small multis like that i mean you know that people argue back and forth about single family versus duplex for different reasons, but I think I think there's definitely something to duplexes and triplexes and fourplexes. I mean, obviously house hacking is great, but I mean my most recent purchase was a duplex, and I don't I've never even seen the building, much less lived in it. So I think sometimes they just cash flow better, or it's just the fact that there's the risk mitigator, right? If one unit goes vacant, you're not totally on your butt. So
1: right and i think on that one the financing was interesting too so my va found the deal we uh she cold called the list got in touch with the seller i met with him in person there at the property he wanted to let it go for forty-five thousand. he's like okay i'll sell it for forty-five thousand as is and then he had told me he had another property because it was a billboard on, on the property it was a commercial lot and he had a billboard there. he was telling me this story about how he had uh he had sold the rights to the sign on another property that he had done. And he uh he had did seller financing. And so I was like, boom, okay, this guy gets it. He's in a he's done seller finance before. And so I'm like, hey, would you be willing to take back a note on this property? And he was like, Well, yeah. He's like, let me think about it. And so we ended up paying 55K and he finally with uh we ended up putting, I think, eleven, eleven thousand dollars down, and he ended up financing the remaining balance at seven percent. And uh yeah, and so it worked That's out awesome. where that we at the same time we had another another project going on. So and at that point I wasn't leveraging hard money again. And so it was all our capital tied up with it. And it worked out worked out well where we didn't have to come up with the full purchase price at closing. And uh, yeah, and the the rest is kinda history. We ended up refinancing that with a couple other rentals and uh and cashed them out and now I worked with him to bring me in on the passive investment side, um, looking to to partner up and do some deals that way too in the future. So it was that's all smart.
0: Good. I like that. That's smart. Yeah, that's cool. I, I love creative stuff like that. I think that's, I, I mean, I think it just shows that it's possible, right? And a lot of people think, Oh, if I don't have 20% down, I can't get into real estate. Uh, bullshit. You, you totally can. There are different ways to do it for sure. I mean, I, hell, I never paid more than 6% down right. until after like the first three years of real estate between an FHA loan and seller financing and a lease option. and, Um, I don't think it was until this most recent duplex that I was finally like, Hey bank, here's 20% down. And they didn't even take it. They only took like 15% down. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Whatever. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about the, the more recent one, the bigger one. What, uh, I mean, I guess we, first off, let's just walk through the deal real quick and then we can, we can talk through, uh, some of the other questions after that.
1: Yeah, so the deal, so so it was interesting. So I went to a Jake and Gino event last October um, down in Orlando, and it kind of opened my eyes. I always knew apartments were to go, but I didn't realize how close close we were to actually realizing that goal. And so I went there, um, you know, just met. The networking was awesome, Met a whole lot of like-minded investors in the multifamily space. Um, got a chance to meet Eric Thomas. Uh, him and I, uh, the hip, ET, the hip-hop preacher, and uh, for me, fat, you know, rewind back to 2018 when I was deployed. I, uh, you know, it was it was it was an intense time. You know, it was first time being away from my family and kids. It was my second deployment, but this time with kids, and it made a whole hmm. lot of difference, oh, leaving yeah. them behind. And then my wife was pregnant at the same time too. Got a chance to go to one baby appointment before I left. And uh, you know, I, during that time, I found out a lot about YouTube, a lot of different uh, techniques. I was literally cold calling from. Downrange in Kuwait at midnight. I'm in my room, my, my roommate's over there. We got our blankets up in between us and everything. And I'm on there trying to get on the crappy Wi Fi and do cold call. And so Love I it. found, yeah, I found Max Maxwell and I was like, yeah, I need to get a virtual assistant. You know, saw some of his content, so did that. And, um, you know, and so I, I knew about, you know, multifamily, the systems in place. And so, you know, I found ET, the motivation that I had going through all that. You know, when I came back after I got home from my deployment, three weeks later, got hit by a category five hurricane here, Hurricane Michael, family displaced for six months. You know, my son was born just five days after the hurricane in Mobile, Alabama. And, you know, two months later, my my mom had a stroke and it was just like, you know, we're on the road, living in hotels, then going back and forth to Mobile to see my mom. We finally get back in our house in March. Then two months later, I tear my ACL. So the whole time, you know, I had just went closed on the duplex that I just talked about. Then two two weeks later, I tear my ACL at PT in the gym, just goofing around with the guys, and it was like everything we did last year. I'm, I was either on crutches or you know I'm hobbling around, and you know, but still making it happen, and, you know. And I and I talked to ET about that because I got so much about the the lion and just that whole grit, that grind attitude, that mindset that I got. So, you know, when I had the opportunity to talk to him and he was like, man, you need to do, uh, you need to do an apartment building for each one of your kids and your wife. And you need to name, name each one of them after. I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, that is, that's a, that's a hell of a goal. And he was like, okay. He's like, yeah, I can probably do that in five years. And um, I was getting ready. Everything's tied back to the duplex. So I was getting ready for my appraisal. So with my appraisals, I always put together comps for the, for the appraiser. And then I also give him a scope of work that we've done on the project to give him some perspective on why it should appraise for what it needs to appraise for. So preparing for that, the lot behind us was on already on the market, had a sign up, but I didn't know the price. So I'm just browsing on MLS trying to pull the price, and I see this 18 unit. Now this is like 45 days after coming from Jake and Gino. and so I'm still all multifamily. So I'm like, okay, I got to put a LOI. In. I got to put a LOI. In. So I, I, I get the deal analyzer calculator that came with the ticket. I analyzed the deal, I was like, okay, they're about 300,000 over where they need to be. I'm like, and it had been sent for over 90 days. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get with the broker. She was hard to run down. But I finally got that over, submitted a LOI for a million dollars. They had it listed for 1.35. And so she's like, yeah, let me send it back to the to the sellers. And then at, over the Christmas holiday, didn't hear anything back. And then I re-engaged with her after New Year's. And after that, she was like, okay, we're about 100000 off. They want to be no lower than one point. And um, I was like, eh, okay, well, let's, I want to walk it. So we actually walked it mid-January. Um, and most of the units, I would say probably at least 60 to 70% of the units, I was able to take pictures and everything. I was like, okay. And half of the units already had been updated from an insurance claim. And so new vinyl plank flooring, new cabinets, new stainless steel appliances, fresh paint. And I was like, okay, this, you know, it's not going to take a whole lot to get this back up fully renovated. And long story short, we just kept going through and we ended up getting them under contract in March of this year. And after we went under um, contract, they were, it was war, it was water main leak already that you could tell that was on site. So they ended up paying a little bit over 30 k to have that repaired before closing, which it took forever to get. They wanted to get multiple estimates. And then we had, finally had a company come out of Pensacola that uh, they got it done, in which it worked out well. Because originally we were looking like, well, we sell a couple of our rentals. We could take this down by ourselves and go ahead and do it. And then COVID happened because uh, we, we went on the contract at the beginning of March. And then, you know, yeah. a couple weeks later, everything started shutting down. And I was like, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, is the bank going to pull back, you know? And we went with the local credit union, which, you know, looking back, at it, it was like perfect. They yep. were rock steady. And the way they do business is uh, they don't really answer to nobody else besides their community. And so they do their own loans. They keep them on their own books. And it worked out well, whereas that uh, we ended up closing back in June um, for 1050000 and we got $25,000 back at closing for concessions. Um, just with, because with that, we took over an insurance claim for the last four units that need to be renovated that was still prolonged with um, the owners that were just kind of mismanaging the process, um, which it was two older couples. They had, one had another business. And so they weren't, this wasn't their primary focus, unfortunately. And they kind of went hands off with a contractor who, it wasn't his priority either. Whereas they were just blanket, just signing checks over to him without verifying work had been done and things like that. And so we just took that over. And so we're working through the process now. You should be getting a final estimate from the uh, insurance adjuster to get those four units done. And I know we can get, we can get them done for the price that they're doing with uh, the crew that I have.
0: Whoa! We'll be back with the show in just a minute, but I wanted to take a brief second and say that, look, you are already obviously investing in yourself by listening to this podcast. But if you can't figure out how to get past all that daunting crap that you just don't know how to sort through and you're trying to get started in real estate investing and you're just stuck, I, I mean, it happens to all of us. It's daunting. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know everything there is to know. And you don't know really where to find all the information so that is why i created the real estate investing for beginners zero to one course which is solely designed to get you from i want to invest in real estate to holy crap i have a rental and it's cash flowing and this course is not going to be anything super complicated that you won't be able to understand it is just designed to teach you how to build a team find investments finance investments conduct due diligence, close on the investment, and then operate it so that you can enter the real estate investing world smoothly. So if that sounds like something that interests you, definitely check out the link below. And it's cheap as hell right now.
1: But it, yeah, it it went from just, hey, being planted seed, dude, you should do five in the next five years for all your family and kids to being able to see the opportunity, take action with putting the LOI together. And then just going through the contract, and looking at Michael uh, Blanc's email, or YouTube videos, podcasts. Hey, due diligence. I need to do this. Calling a couple of people that I networked with that I met that had done syndications before and just got it done. And um,
0: yeah, man. And the rest cool. is huge. That's real cool. So what was, what was that one originally listed for again? Was it 1.4? Is that what you said?
1: 1.35. So, one point, it was so you knocked
0: four, off $300,000. You knocked off like 25%. Maybe more of the purchase price or of what they were asking, right? That's awesome. Right.
1: And they they were motivated. And the appraisal came back in at one point two five million. And after the four units are up and we're one hundred percent occupancy, um, based on the cash flows, they projected to be one point three four million towards the the value.
0: Yeah. Okay. So that was your first syndication, right? Yep. First now, syndication as well too. Now I know you put it together, and you were you were the the Nick the new guy or whatever. Did you bring in somebody who'd done a bunch of syndications or did you do it with like mentors or, or what was the, what was the learning point for, or was, was, and I'm just curious about this from a clearly uh, like from a personal standpoint, like, or mm-hmm. was it like an SEC attorney that was more your guiding? Like what was your, your guidance for, cause syndication is not an easy process for a first time walkthrough.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely not. I, um uh, so when I was at Jacob and Gino, I met Kim Smith, who's an attorney. I think she's out of St. Augustine. Yeah. bought her book. So I had a syndication book. I'm going through the book. I'm like, okay. Um, and I ra- I had raised money in the past for some of our projects just yeah. from family and friends did, you know, secured it via promissory note. And so I was looking at, like, yeah, I could potentially do that. But I was like, no, I need to go and, and, uh, and do this the right way and get everything done. Whereas I don't have an SEC on my back. Yep. And, uh, after I had met with, um, had joined my mastermind, um, back in March, Shameless plug. Are you war, for the war room? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, We could. We you you can shameless plug the mastermind group all you want. It's a great group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal. And you know, when I met one of my partners um, on there, Rory Compton, and we're still looking at deals to this day. But um, he was like, "Hey, man. He's like, do you mind if I, you know, try to raise some capital and come on as a general partner?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And um, and we made it happen. And so I ended up, got some same war room, got some uh, referrals for syndication attorneys there. And we ended up going with a company, uh, Three Pillars Law, out, of the,
0: out in Colorado. Is that uh, Byron, right? Byron, yep. That exactly. guy. Byron, if you ever hear this podcast or anyone else who knows him, I have emailed you like three times to try to get you on my podcast. So uh, I don't know if my emails are going junk folder, but just saying.
1: It's when I talk to him, I, I, I need to call him to get all that.
0: Yeah, tell audience.
1: him. I'll tell him. I'll so tell S- him.
0: Stu Grazier uh, is, on a, is partnered on a deal with, with him or using him. Or somehow they're involved. And Stu was like, You need to get this guy on your podcast. I'm like, Yeah. And then he's like, the, You're like the third person who's recommended him to me.
1: Yeah, but he was phenomenal. It was interesting. So I went with another syndication attorney. I got a quote for, Hey, if I needed to, to draw a personal placement memorandum, PPM it was going to be 10 grand. And I was like, eh, okay. And then I was like, I'm in the war room. Let me just drop a Facebook message and see if anybody has any referrals. And it saved me $5,000. So we we were able to get the PPM done, the operating agreement. Um, and one thing with our syndication, we gave our investors, uh, we did a, a preferred 7% return and just awesome. issued notes versus equity in the company. And so it worked out well. He drew up the promissory notes and everything and
0: uh, Oh that's oh oh like oh that's cool.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we in between Rory myself and then one of my college buddies, they came on and, and put in some. We we we're hundred percent owners between three of us. And our investors, they got a seven percent preferred return for two years, and then at the refinance milestone, they'll do a an a equity kicker, whereas that they'll walk away
0: with a thirty four percent return over those two. Years. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I like, I, I like, I like the fact that with syndications like you can tweak so much about the return. Like, I was having a conversation with this last night with a roommate, and he's like, you know, my my mother in law wants ten percent return on her money. Do syndications normally do that? And I was like, well, yeah, it depends. It depends on if you look at like, do you want a ten percent pref, no equity split, or do you want a seven percent pref with a huge equity split, or do you want, you know, I mean, like, there's, there's, depending on if you're a long-term play or short-term play, or you need the money now or you don't need the money now. Like, there's all kinds of ways to structure syndication returns, and then there's, you know, without even getting into like crazy waterfalls and and other other like, it gets very, very intricate. But there's a way to satisfy everyone depending on you know what kind of what your goals are.
1: Yep. It is, it is. And, and it seems like more so, a lot of people are focused on the, the near terms. Like, hey, how soon can I get my money back? Whereas the you know, more accredited, sophisticated investors, they get the picture long-term with the Don't five years. Yeah, like, okay. That, I put
0: my money in a syndication and I'm like, awesome, thanks. Tell me whenever yep. you're done and so I can roll it again if I need it. Yep. You know, like, ah. yep. um, that's cool. All right, so I, I love the fact that you, that you like, so I know we shameless plugged and we joked about the war room, but um, so that the intent and we actually, I think it's on our like bylaws or whatever is like this, this is not a group for like doing deals, but that's a natural byproduct. Like it's in there. Like people talk all the time. They're like, is this for like, am I doing deals in this group? I'm like, well, the, the mastermind is not designed for you to find, like to just throw deals around at people. But as you get to know people and you travel down your similar journey, it's going to happen. And I think every mastermind group that I've ever been in has had some kind of collaboration or partnership or something spring from it. And so it's really cool to me to hear that your group, not only did you partner with somebody in your group to tackle your biggest deal yet, but you also got recommended an attorney who saved you money in the process, who was awesome, who I, who I know has a great reputation. Um, and so it's just cool to me to hear like, that those kinds of things are going on in the group and that that's genuinely happening because that's the whole reason for starting the group in the first place was like, but I mean, it was selfish for a long time. I thought about joining them, uh, you know, building something like this. And I I didn't, I had imposter syndrome. So until Stu came along and was like, let's do this. I was scared to do it. But my like selfish reason was like, I want to create a group of people that I want to hang out with. Like I don't have my peer group isn't what it needs to be. So how do I get all these people together (laughs) So, so anyway, so uh, it just makes me so happy to hear that you guys were able to pull that off.
1: And, and it's good. And I think that's the foundation of any mastermind, you know, it's kind of like-minded people coming together and just a, a melting pot and hey, good stuff always happens.
0: Yeah. You get around the right people and it's magic. I mean, it's just, it is, it's just a byproduct, you know, I mean, and the, and the longer you're in the real estate game, the more you invest in people, the more you realize that, the relationship piece is the most important piece. I mean, because whether it was that 18 unit or a quad or a 30 unit or a flip or whatever, like people, when you first start getting into real estate, people worry about capital they worry about money. They worry about this. They worry about that. But like reality is that if you, find a good deal and you have a good reputation th- the money will come
1: for sure it's definitely a team sport um you know we ended up we did like nine total deals last year uh, between rentals fix and flips and uh wholesales and it's man d- the team i can't say anything more about how great my team is from my primarily my contractor team these yeah. guys johnny on the spot um we're getting stuff done I'm like, it's, it's nobody, especially how dynamic it was after the hurricane here with contractors and, you know, all the jobs and people just flooding the area from all over the country, literally, to do work here, to had to say that we started with one contractor that we found by me just, hey, my wife and I were putting out bandit signs. I see some guys working, throwing some debris on the side of the road, and I stopped. I was like, hey, uh, you know, you guys got a business card, and, we, you know, and then he pointed me to the guy at the back, and we ended up exchanging information. And the duplex, I, want, I got an estimate from back on the duplex. Mm. And uh, the rest is history. You know, they've been with us ever since. And it's been a godsend, man. But, yeah, you got your realtors, your property managers once you take down the assets, uh, your lawyers, your attorneys, you know. And it's all a team, team, team approach with relationships and just being able to network with other investors We're giving other investors deals that you can't take down. Or if it didn't meet your criteria, and just networking with people, man, it's uh, it's been awesome to see. It's, it's awesome to see where it's actually grown to now to this day.
0: Yeah, and I love that you're taking action on those different kinds of partnerships and stuff. So I, for me personally, like for the longest time, one of the things that was made me nervous was people would say, "Hey, you know, I got some money. I'd be down to do a deal with you," and I would I would get nervous. Like I would feel like, "Oh man, you know." what if I, what if I do this and I, and I mess it up or, or, or what if I don't know what I did? It was the imposter syndrome coming back up. And it's so much different when you're able to realize like, man, that's like, that's, that makes all the difference in the world. You know, if you can, if you can just get smart and realize like, no, you're providing an opportunity. You're not selling. You're not, I don't know. I think that's cool. And I think the fact that you did that is just going to open even more doors because now you're comfortable, maybe not comfortable, but you're experienced in syndications. You understand what to do. You know what it looks like. You know how to bring a team together. You realize that you can raise the money. Now you're like, Hmm. All right. Well, so, so what's the, what's, what's next? What's the next goal?
1: It's funny. You should say that. So I went to deal maker live this past week with uh, Michael Blonks, his uh, three, four day conference. And, uh, it was cool just getting a little bit more exposure now to just syndication and everything. The unique thing with 18 unity is my wife and I are managing. So we didn't bring a property manager on board. So the last month has been, you know, Hey, getting deferred maintenance caught up, um, managing through COVID. I think we've got, we're right about 95% rent collection for the month of July. Um, awesome. we waive, we waive late fees, which I think with the cares Act, you couldn't really charge late fees anyway with the, with the new, uh, Eviction yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the interacting with the people, whereas that we're moving to Northern Virginia, PCS in here in um, November. And I was like, okay, we're going to get everything running, get the renovations done, get it to hundred percent. And oh, by the way, we're going to get this property management thing on this type of scale. We're going to get it figured out, understand it, know it. So when we hand it off to somebody, we can be a better asset manager versus property manager. And then roll that experience into our next syndication deal, whether we're on the operator side, or, you know, whether we're just raising capital. It just depends on wherever we end up on the, on the share of the team and coming in on the team that uh, we, we'll have value, be able to bring value, have some, uh, some real world experience with just the interactions with everybody. So really now, man, it's just uh, I had a lot of people just, you know, just share my story on Facebook. And say, hey, yep, I'm interested in real estate and, you know, and partnering with you guys and things like that to where now we're looking to um, to go to maybe a 30 to 50 unit deal. Hopefully here within the next year is kind of the next near term goal. Hell yeah. Kind of just growing from there and, and just growing the network.
0: That's awesome. Are you uh, are you going to be moving anytime soon or do you get to stay in Panama for a little bit longer?
1: Yeah. So Northern Virginia, we PCS. I got orders already now. So we PCS in uh, November time frame. Right after Thanksgiving is kind of where we're targeting.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, I got some but, friends up there that do syndication, so I have to hook you up.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. That'd be awesome. Yep. I and mean, We still stay in this area here, but also looking to grow, um, grow in other areas in the southeast, from the Carolinas and Georgia, and Alabama. Still in Florida. You
0: know, maybe the next time a hurricane comes through. Hey, <laughs> that's, opportunity.
1: That's, that's that's the niche we've learned. We've learned a lot. And the dynamics with how everything happens—that, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing for us. I need to just put the system together. Like, hey, target this zip code, these brokers. Let them know where we what we're looking for, and then just being able to. And my team travels, so then to get my contractors that could travel and we uh, put it together. So we'll see what the what the future yeah. holds.
0: It's funny because I actually had someone on the podcast who bought, I think, I can't remember, it might've been a 12 unit, 15 unit, something. And then he was deployed and that's when the hurricane hit and it just obliterated his building. Um, oh, wow. And so the podcast is all about like insurance claims and, and, you know, it's very interesting. So it's, it's also interesting to hear the flip side of that, which is like, Hey, you were able to scoop up a deal. Right. And yeah. Like not necessarily directly because of the hurricane, but I'm sure that didn't hurt anything. Um, and so that's, that's cool. So that's, I think that's smart.
1: Yeah, it definitely presents opportunities. It's funny, I'm still going through my own insurance claim in my personal house for my swimming pool. Um, I learned a lot. Um, I signed an assignment of benefits. Probably a couple. It was. It was. It was. Everything was going on. Uh, like I had mentioned, you know, new baby. The house was jacked up. We're you know living in a we're over in Fort Walton Beach, over in the Destin area in a condo. My mom had just had a stroke, and then now I'm trying to travel back and forth, drive two hours. And oh, by the way, I'm the director of operations for a squadron. So I'm trying to take care of my people, try to get operations back stood up. And it was like, okay, I'm a, I got a contract to do. Seems legit. He, he talked a good game. And it was like, okay, I'm going to sign the benefits. You guys handle this claim and stuff. I just got too much going on in my life. And uh, yeah, then ended up having a contract. I was like, dude, I'm like, if I hadn't signed this, I could have had my own guys come in and get this done. Yeah. So we're still going through the process. We got everything done on the inside, but our pool is still jacked up. So if I wanted to sell my personal residence, I could not at this point when we PCS. But has been—I mm. learned a lot. You know, that yeah. that that gave me the uh, the information and the experience to now be able to manage an insurance claim for a aging apartment building. You know, by looking at the mistakes I made and just going through the process on my personal residence, that uh, it all worked out to benefit us in the end. So
0: yeah that's Thank awesome. all right, so there's a few questions that I ask every guest. The first one is if an e one e two was to come up to you asking you for advice and you had just a minute or two to talk to them, what would you tell them?
1: My feedback would be to start saving start saving don't make the don't don't go buy the fancy new car um after you get your your bonus or you know or, or go off that first deployment and then come back. I would look at a, you know, saving your money and then look at where you want to be 10 years from now and understanding, hey, what, how do you need to position yourself the next three, five, 10 years in order to get to where you want to be at in life. And I think, you know, whether that vehicle is through real estate, whether you have a passion for some type of business or you have a, a unique skill set, um, where is that you can monetize? And, I, you know, a lot of people, you know, I need to be a doctor or a lawyer. Or like, you, you know, you know, the, the electrician or the, the, the HVAC repair guy, he's probably a millionaire, you know, because, you know, you have a business and, you know, something like that. We're having a skill set that you don't necessarily need a four year degree. And I think we as military members, uh, we have a unique dynamic skill set that uh, we don't necessarily always recognize. And I think a lot of times our jobs don't give us an opportunity to realize all of the potential that we have in certain areas. Whereas that we have a lot of airmen that come, come in with a lot of unique skills in the Air Force and it's the same in all the services. Whereas that you don't get to foster and, and see those skills blossom and to utilize them. Whereas that, hey, if you pick up a, a second business or bet on yourself and look at going an entrepreneur route, then you can you can better yourself and, and just take off and grow. Whereas not, not just real estate, you know, that's that's the vehicle that I like to use and that we, we like to leverage. But, you know, I just tell people, bet on yourself and look at what are you good at. And if you're good at it, hey,
0: the the money will find you if you're good at what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I like the whole new car thing. I got to ask, did you, did you say dorms? Is that what the Air Force calls the barracks?
1: Yeah, that's what we call the barracks, the dorms. It's
0: like a whole new world sometimes yep. talking to the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> like, but dorms barracks you know i mean there's a total different connotation there but then again i've seen air force dorms and uh they also look a little bit different than what happens to marine corps barracks <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we got this unit or this anyway we got a barracks in hawaii called mackie hall that's like infamous and it's been around since like uh world pearl harbor who knows it's like they still use it and it's like completely condemned. Like, I remember having to walk around with a <laughs> senator or, or Congress or whatever, Tulsi Gabbard, at one point, like walk her around to huh. be like, and then like the commandant came and looked at it and they're just like, yeah, we're trying, but it's a historical <laughs> building. Like, it's not, <laughs> what? Why do we live in yeah. this
1: thing? <laughs> so it's anyway. amazing, man. but I will tell you, being deployed in Afghanistan, Camp Cunningham. You know, with the with stacked conexes, three stories high, black mold running <laughs> red <wrecking>, everywhere.
0: <wrecking. laughs> yep, good times, good times. <laughs> All right, what is a resource, uh, book, course, website, whatever that you would recommend to anybody looking to get started in real estate investing?
1: I know it's cliche, but rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki. It changed. It changed my mindset. I didn't come from a wealthy background, and I didn't have a a true understanding of how money operated, how money flowed, how the economy flowed, how businesses and the relationship between the business employees, the tax code, how everything, the systems are set up to for our economy and capitalism, or you could some say creditism to run and operate. And so one of the things that uh that definitely reading that book just changed me on just to, to understand, hey, how are you treated in the economy as an employee versus a business owner versus an investor. And it just opened my eyes, you know, and I try to share that book with, uh, you know, with my airmen in the past, you know, family members. And it's just, it just changed your whole mindset and it, it empowers you so much that I think it's, it, it, it definitely is a, the, the top book that I would recommend.
0: Yeah. That's the one that no. started it all for me. Right on. All right. How can people get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so on uh, social media now, more so than I used to be, um, but yeah, on Instagram, Mr. Operation Restore, and then um, on the cash, I guess the uh, investor and cash buyers, go. The people looking for deals and everything, Operation Invest, um, and my website is www.opinvestnow.com, and just sign up and connect, and then we'll jump on, uh, on the phone and a Zoom call. And just talk real estate and see how it can be a benefit and just help people. A lot of people, you know, I've been calls from just people that just, hey, I saw this on Facebook and I'm in Atlanta. Hey, should I go buy this house or take this money to do this? You know, so I just love talking real estate with people um, and just doing that. And then on Facebook, same thing. Operation Restore, Johnny Wynum. And, uh, yeah, just love to connect with and talk real estate and be a benefit. You know, I, you know, I don't charge for my time or anything but I do limit the calls to like 15 minutes, you know, <laughs> initially. Both. Yeah. So did to, to do that? And um, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's like, I, it's like, I'm all about giving out time and calls, but you gotta be careful with a cutoff time or you're going to end up talking for like 45 minutes and you're know, like, man, I could talk to three people. Yeah, so.
1: yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. Well, Johnny, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Awesome, David. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. And, uh, Yeah, I just love everything that you're doing with uh, military to millionaires, with the war room, with the mastermind. And uh, it's definitely blessed my life, man. So salute to you. And uh, yeah, hope to be back in the future.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. I appreciate that very much. Awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from military to millionaire dot com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes, now get out there and take action.